Join coaches Mary C. Hartfield and Rebecca Thomas as they speak on the things most people want to know but might not be willing to talk about. Dive in with us for off-the-cuff conversations around diverse topics and gain insight and guidance to help you live a more purpose-filled life. Hello, everyone. This is Off the Cuff Coaching Podcast with one of your hosts, Mary C. Harfield, Living Life on Purpose Coaching. And your other host, Rebecca Thomas, More Than a Life Coach. Hey, Mary. Hey, Rebecca. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. The day's uh, looking up. I know. Me too. So it's a nice sunny day out. So this is really nice. What are we talking yeah. about today? We are talking about disengaging from people. Ooh, tell me more. <laughs> right? Um, I think a lot of times we can really struggle with either needing to feel understood or feeling obligated to participate in or stay plugged into spaces, people, places that aren't serving us, whether that's just for a moment or indefinitely or for the rest of eternity. Um, but I think we should talk a little bit about what it looks like to, first of all, maybe recognize why we would disengage from somebody, how we can handle that as far as um, the language we can use, and then how we can navigate probably the emotions that are going to come with that after the fact. Oh, that is so good. Well, I'm. it's funny we're talking about this. I know we talk about circle of friends and your relationship. So I'm reading this book called Crazy, Crazy Faith by Michael Todd, Pastor Michael Todd. Uh-huh. And last one, when he taught it, he talked about your circles that you have. Mm-hmm. You know, on the outside, he talked about you have your family. Inside, you have your friends. And then in, in the inner circle is you. But he talked about when it comes to faith, who is going, when you need to borrow faith from somebody else, is that person within your circle you're going to be able to borrow from. You know, family, certain things said, okay, I'm doing this on faith. And they're like, wait a minute, you know, how are you going to pay the bills and all that stuff like that? You know, but you need those friends. Like when um, I was on my mean weekend, me and my a friend went, my iron, I call her my iron sharpened iron friend. And we're in Chicago. I got phone calls. So some things that happened tragically to my family. And I could see that that was the point because I've been for two months knowing, taking care of other people. Mm-hmm. They have died. Then I got a call. Somebody else died, you know, and then she said, let's pray. Cause I, she could see where I was like, okay, I'm about mm-hmm. to break down. This is my, cause I'm, I'm not usually, I'm kind of like, take care of what has to taken care of. And then later on, like a year later after my brother died, I'm crying when I'm in the same, uh-huh. you know? So I, who, who was there to help me when I needed some extra, mm-hmm. you know, who was at friends when I need extra help or whatever. And she was there, but yet at the same time, I had to then do an inventory of my relationships and see if I need to borrow faith, who could I borrow faith from and who I couldn't? And how do you do, like we're talking about, how do you disengage from those people without mm-hmm. hurting people? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that right there without hurting people, I don't think that's a guaranteed. And I think that's the first thing that we really have to sit with is when we're doing what honors us and what we trust ourselves to do and we know is the right thing for us, um, no expectations. 
Right. Like you cannot guarantee how that person's going to react depending on your capacity, the level of respect, trust, connection, all of those things are going to look differently with each person. So whether or not they get hurt, they, that depends on how much they're invested too. And also how you're able to communicate, or if you even have the capacity to communicate at that point, like I know a couple of times with everything that's been going on in my life, that the capacity has not been there. You know, this week feels like the first week where I'm getting it back together. We're back on, you know, getting back on track. We're not on track yet, but getting back on track. And there's been a couple of, a couple of times where I, there are people that I do not want to share the information with because I, I know what that comes with, with Mm -hmm. them and Mm -hmm. I can't do it right now. Um, Probably wouldn't do it in general anyway, but I definitely can't right now. And I know that. But then being able to say to them, like, you cannot ask about, or we're not going to talk about, or you're just going to have to wait for me to come to you because right now my capacity is like all over the place. It's up, it's down, it's sideways. It's, (laughs) it's like, so not being able to hurt somebody, like, I don't, I don't think we can guarantee that. And also like, I think that's also what can really make relationships stronger too, because when the hurt happens, when the disconnect happens, when there's a breakdown in communication, if we can be brave enough and vulnerable enough to circle back and have those conversations, that's where we can really build on those friendships and relationships, but without doing what you need to do for yourself or for somebody else, depending on the situation, you might not get there. Yeah, that's true. I think a key point that you talked about is the communication, you know, communicate, communicate, communicate. And a lot of times the reason that we have to ditch engage with people is because, um, you know, this is a conversation we could probably have on another podcast is how we engage with people, Mm -hmm. you know, how we engage them and what space do we engage with people? You know, if you've always been a person that, you know, they, you tell them everything. You know, some people just have diarrhea of the mouth, I call it. (laughs) (laughs) They're just like, I just met you. Why do I know your life story? You know, Mm -hmm. I I don't need all that. So in the process, sometimes that's not healthy for you because, Mm -hmm. and then people that also, you know, I don't like, I'm not going to sit up and talk about anybody. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm like, you know what? Let's call so-and-so. Why are we calling so-and-so? I'm telling you about, right. When we get them Mm -hmm. on the phone, we can mm-hmm. have a three-way communication, get everything straight. So part of that communication, but yet sometimes if people are toxic people, so that could be a subject we can talk about toxic people. Mm-hmm. You have toxic people in life. Sometimes you have to disengage them because it's really not healthy for you. Mm-hmm. And you have to make that decision. You know, family is always going to be there, mm-hmm. but you can put guardrails there. You know, I know Absolutely. that we're talking about boundaries and guardrails coming uh-huh. up, but you can put those guardrails there. And that's the way you disengage and where you, it doesn't mean you can't call and say, Hey, just checking out how you doing. I'm doing mm-hmm. fine. Oh, I only got a minute. You know, I remember yeah. you talked about that. Um, calling somebody and say, Oh, I got a minute, but I'm just trying to check on you or whatever and keep on going. So where you're engaging with them, but it, it, you're keeping that love, you're, but you're also keeping that boundary there, but yet they still feel connected. Cause some people want to feel so connected with you. If you disengage with them, it's so hard and some people can't function. 
This is true. But I think one of the things we have to remind ourselves when that happens is that we are not completely responsible for that. Yes. Especially when you're talking about a dynamic where somebody's trying to guilt you or judge you, or it's super toxic. Like we're not, we're not responsible if they're not taking care of their own needs and self-validating and, um, giving themselves compassion and grace yes we can't do it for them so it's like it's it it can be a real struggle I think especially when when it comes down to like family and people are really close to to get to a space where you realize that you cannot do that um but that doesn't mean you can't come out on the other side too and that doesn't mean that they can't also seek ways and resources and people that are going to be able to support them in that or help them shift that so they can do better for themselves because i think that's a, that's a big thing for me like i am not i definitely overthink like how should i say it what should i say it mm-hmm. am i going to say it do i actually say it um and so sometimes it just gets left on the table which that does deteriorate trust like i know right. that and then you have to rebuild it again um but at the same token like some of the big triggers for me in those situations are the shame and the guilt and mm-hmm. the, like the pressure i do especially if i'm going through a season right now no more extra pressure like you don't have the option. (laughs) It's off the table. That's why I'm disengaging. So I may or may not set the boundary. Um, But once I do like, that's a hard line in the sand. We are not like, if you cross it, I'm just right now don't have the time and energy to try and reinforce that. So we're just going to be like this for a minute. Yeah. And and I think people don't realize disengaging. And like you said, from the beginning is, is doesn't always have to be negative. It's just how you approach it. And I think that's why we talked about too, about how to be your authentic self, mm-hmm. you know, and then we talk about the friendships or you have people around you that I say, you don't have to put on filters with, mm-hmm. you know, where, oh, oh, this person, she likes to gossip. I can't say that to her. You know, that's someone I'm going to go out to lunch every now and then. And maybe mm-hmm. not at all. One time where I'm going to see him out, I'm not engaging with you because I, I can't do filters. You know, <laughs> I can't like, oh, wait a minute, this is her. So I only can say this or I can't say that. So getting around people that you trust. And then also when you're around people that you trust and that respect you, it's easy to say to them, you know what? I need a moment. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going through some things. I need to work it through. They may say, well, how can I help? Tell me what, well, you know, I really, this here, I need to keep this with me. And then, but I don't know, I'm still here, support, but right now I need you to support me as I just take some time for myself Mm -hmm. to take care of myself. And that's okay to say and to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a couple of pieces. So like one of the things you were talking about, I can't remember exactly what you said, but I was listening to a Brene Brown book the other day talking Mm -hmm. about men and women and shame. And one of the things she was talking about was a move, a body friend. And it doesn't mean what we usually hear, right? (laughs) but she was talking about a situation where a friend had called her and said, I just want to let you know that you're a movie, move a body friend. And she broke it down into this friend's mother was an alcoholic. Um, Her mother, they didn't have a great kind or a great relationship. The mother had come to visit like sporadically 
um, showed up at her house, got wasted in the middle of the afternoon. She's got young kids waiting to come home from school and is trying to figure out, like, I, I can't have this conversation with my kids. They can't see this. What do I do? And so she called her friend who she knew would not judge, would not bring it up, would not let it be obvious next time she saw her mother right, um, right. that she knew anything. And called her and had her, she came over and helped her move the body into the bedroom so that everybody's sanity and um, pride was intact and everything else. But it's like having those kinds of friends that we can also vent to as well. So Mm -hmm. like you can love somebody and be struggling with that relationship and vent about them and love them. Right. So being able to have a safe space to vent process maybe be challenged in how you're thinking through things or just hold space for you, whatever you need. Um, Yeah. That's really, really important to have those people that can listen so you can help navigate, but also be held accountable so that you're not doing things that are harmful to you or yourself or burning up that time and energy that we've talked about before. Right. And it, you know, and the thing about there's different seasons, you know, we go through different seasons, just like, you know, we're right now, it feels like, I don't know, we're in the full effect of fall, right? Mm-hmm. now and it feels like that you know we're gonna be like 60 something degrees and then we turn sunny then we have pouring rain or whatever but <laughs> it's also in your life there are gonna be seasons where you know and I always say God says okay I need you in this place I need you to do mm-hmm. this where you're gonna have to disengage with people even people that are close in your circle that you can trust is where you know what I need you to take a stop back because I need you to be alone with yourself because I got to downpour some information to you in order to Mm -hmm. do that. I need you to have a listen ear that's focused on me, you know, and not focus on all this other stuff, because a lot of times people don't realize when they're going through stuff that, you know, they want to. Yeah, they're going to call and pour on you. But it's sometimes where you need not people to pour on you because you have things going on in life where you just need Mm -hmm. to sit and not hear all of that anymore. So you're disengaging where you're, you know, like I said, given that moment or where right now it's not unusual for people you haven't taught, you haven't seen them like he usually do. So especially mm-hmm. we've got more stuff going on with the pandemic where it's okay, where people are not going to be like, well, I haven't talked to you. How come you haven't called me? You know, and I uh-huh. use, I have friends. I, most of my friends, there's only one person I talk to every single day. Mm-hmm. And everybody else is, you know, we'll talk, we'll text or whatever, wow. but I don't have to see him. I don't have to talk to him. Then when we talk, it's like, we never stop talking, you know? So you got to remember, you just got to be aware of the season in your life when he's saying, okay, I need to disengage from this person or because things are coming up in their life that you're getting feeling where I need to step back a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like times when you need to step up again as a friend, but step back sometime because part of that is self-care. We talked about that last week on the podcast of taking care of self. But also, I think for other when you disengage with people, sometimes they have to think, why is this person not connecting with me? OK, what's going on? And then you think about it is it's like, oh, wait a minute, I need to take care of myself, too before mm-hmm. I get with that person. And then that's why communication is so huge. Mm-hmm. It's communicating, communicating, communicating. Yeah. And I always call that the chrysalis stage because it's like going from one thing and then just being shaped and resting and forming for the next thing before you can break out into it, whatever that looks like. So that's right. why I always like to 
to call that. So like, as we're wrapping up, once you recognize where you need to disengage with somebody and you do disengage with somebody, what are some things that you've noticed in the past and ways that you've managed that after the fact? I, um, most of people, I haven't had to say I'm disengaging with you. Mm-hmm. I just stopped calling them. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But it's because I had them in the right circle. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, when they, when I notice every time I'm with them, they're toxic because I had them on the outer circle. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to do any communication or whatever. We just kind of naturally disconnected, mm-hmm. you know, especially the pandemic probably helped with, cause you don't have to engage with people anymore. You're in your house. They don't call you. They got life going on. So, mm-hmm. but part of it, if I did, I had to sit down, um, I always think that when you talk to people, if you have to disengage or have to have a conversation and communicate with them, that, you know, you got to leave them still. How do you say feeling good, even though they may not feel good, where everybody's mm-hmm. come to agreement? Mm-hmm. So having that conversation where it's not confrontation at all, but it's, mm-hmm. well, you know what? I notice this is how, and I use I statements too. Okay. I statements are so very important. What this is how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. This is what happens when we're each other And this, you know, right now that right now I'm not in a season where I can do that. And I have to process every single time I'm with you. So I Mm -hmm. think maybe what do you, or we've come to a solution. I don't have to disengage, but sometimes it is, I have to disengage, but I'm going to do it in a loving way. And I'm going to use I statements where me, I'm not saying it's you. I'm talking about me, even though I may know it's them, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I'm going to use me as an I, because people, when you start placing blame on other people, that means Mm -hmm. you're, you're saying that your well-being is based on other people and what they do. Right. You don't want to do that. No. And I think a couple of keywords I would take away from what you said there would be like empower and um, yeah, I already forgot the other one. But with the empowerment piece, it's like, we tend to forget that the other person has just as much say and, and ability to be able to plug in, have the conversations and things like that. So if they're not showing up as well, like when we don't try to fix it for us or for Mm -hmm. them, that empowers them to plug in and be invested in the relationship too. Um, yeah, there really was something else, but now I can't remember it. I know. It's so. always like that. It's good things, <laughs> nuggets. They go flying out. Right. But I think that the last thing that I would share is one of the statements that I love to use, especially I think when it comes to like family, is I don't need you to understand. I need you to trust. Right. Because there are a lot of times where priorities, values, generational gaps, information, all of the things can leave us on different levels. And it's that need, that human need to want to understand and plug into something that's safe. And so if it doesn't seem safe to them, then they probably will try to challenge it for you. But if you know that's the right thing for you, that's one of the key phrases I love to use is I don't need you to understand I need you to trust that this is what I need. This is what I need to do. This is my calling, my, like whatever that looks like. And that has helped me in a lot of conversations to kind of take the pressure off, but still get to a place where it's like, I'm okay. 
we're okay. Right. So right. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. That's really good. I, I think, part, you know, and, and, and disengage, you know, when you say the word, it's like, oh my God, it's like huge and it's long and it's not. It's a lot of times, um, you know, things happen in other people's life. They always want to know the why, the why, the why, where sometimes you need to ask the question, are you okay? Is there anything I can do for you where you need to just disengage from the moment and let them work it out? Or you need to disengage for they can work it out if something shocking mm-hmm. happened to you. And then it comes back together as regular the relationship does. Because people get, you know, part of what happened when I got calls last weekend and the, my one aunt was feeling like, well, how come she ain't call me? You know, I'm the oldest aunt. I'm the only, you know, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I had to tell my cousin, the, the daughter, I said, you know, I need you to try to let your mom know that this is not about her. Mm-hmm. I need her to disengage, trying mm-hmm. to think that I have to engage. It's okay. The person's not answering your phone call mm-hmm. because they're trying to get their self together. Something Yo. shocking happened to devastating happened to them. And it's not about you. I need you to disengage. And where you're trying to engage, I need you to stop, sit back and wait until they engage with you because they would do it when it's the right time for them. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair to close on. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, everybody, we are on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Off the Cuff Coaching Podcast. You can check out our website, be able to see all of our past podcasts there, all the different things that we've talked about. And if you want to leave us any comments on Instagram or Facebook about what you would like to talk about or hear us talk about in the future, um, or even any takeaways that you had or suggestions on how you disengage, what that looks like for you, we'd love to hear them. So until next time, always a pleasure, Mary. Always. Talk to you later. Look forward to you guys listening next week. Thanks. Have a great day. Bye, guys. You've been listening to Off the Cuff Podcast with Life Purpose Coach Mary C. Hartfield of Living Life on Purpose and more than a life coach and energy architect, Rebecca Thomas. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, go and leave us a review, and tune in next time as we continue to talk about the hard things, bring them to light, and help you move through your life with a little more grace, curiosity, and realness.